Welcome to Trey's Tea Podcast, episode 23, Shame. I'm your host, Tracy Turner. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Shame to me is one of the most heaviest of emotions that we carry around. And sometimes it's such an interesting emotion that you're not even realizing that you've been operating in this emotion of change. Like that's been your point of doing certain things um, in your life, accepting certain things in your life, treating your kids and your spouse a certain way because of shame. So let's, number one, define what shame is, and maybe that'll help us dig into, you know, like how it all began. Um, So by definition, shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by a consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Similar words to shame is humiliation, mortification, um, loss of face. You know, um, sometimes it's the embarrassment that something has occurred. A lot of parents sometimes use shame as their go-to motivation for their kids to do or not do certain things. Um, Sometimes we don't even realize when we're introducing our kids to shame. You know, sometimes we are so disappointed in what they've done or we are so against them, you know, repeating some of our mistakes that we use shame as, you know, the guiding factor of, oh my gosh, please don't do this. You know, and so you 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 come from um, a place of shame because maybe you don't understand how to communicate the reasons as to why, you know, these things you don't want them to do. Um, so you don't, you haven't unpacked your shame, so you don't even know how to, you know, number one, get them to see your point of view and make informed decisions. Uh, shame, shame weighs so heavy because there's a cause for it. You know, it either was introduced in, you know, your parents, like I was saying, you know, maybe that's the way that they got you to do any, do something or not to do something. And so you're passing that shame behavior or thought press, thought thought process onto your kids or you know sometimes when it's shame that's the root cause of something it's easy to cover it up you know like being overbearing or being more masculine or being more of a victim because of shame shame if you can uncover that that's your reason for doing things you know, you're almost halfway there because then once you recognize that you're doing these, you know, different things and you have this behavior that is so out of order due to shame, then you probably can pinpoint back into what caused shame to begin to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're a lot of times, you know, victims of molestation, um, especially when they're kids, it, it, it brings on shame. You know, a lot of times why, you know, kids or, you know, um, kids of molestation won't come forward is because they are ashamed of the act, especially if the act 
felt good. You know what I mean? Um, like they received some kind of pleasure, even though their minds probably, you know, depending on the age, couldn't determine what that was. But because they enjoyed it in a way, um, the pleasure brought along shame. Because somewhere in that act, they knew that it should not have been happening. But, you know, because of the pleasure of it, it can, you know, make them feel like more confused, more um, unworthy because of that act that they knew wasn't right. They kind of enjoyed it. And it introduces shame into, you know, their psyche. So I, um, sometimes you can be ashamed because you're different. Um, your thinking behavior, your thinking patterns are different than, you know, your family or the friends and, you know, the relatives that you have. And somehow that makes you feel ashamed because you're different. Your way of thinking is different. And it could be that all of them are wrong and you're right. Right? So shame is interesting to me. Not because, um, it's interesting to me because it is oftentimes the root cause of people being arrogant or condescending. Um, it sometimes, you know, makes you feel like it makes you live in victimhood. That's what I've been talking about a lot of, um, is victimhood. You know, I don't like victimhood because when you're in the victim mentality, you're not taking um, accountability for your part, you know, and also when shame is the reason why you're in victimhood, it makes it even harder to get out of it and start thinking differently. You know, if you want to change in your life, you got to change your thoughts, and sometimes um, when you can't identify that you are going through these changes due to shame, um, it's hard to stay on track. You know, like you can start kind of taking accountability for things um, that you're doing and how you're contributing to whatever that issue is. But shame can somehow pull you back in but the thing about shame that I think we all, really any emotion, most emotions um, that we feel is that we cannot be these things without our permission. And sometimes what's missed is the permission you gave for this act, for your emotions to be in shame. You know what I mean? We cover up shame. We cover up shame with other emotions and because it's easy to do because there is an act that's tied to the shame, to the emotion of shame. You know what I mean? So I'm going to talk about in this episode, shame and the way in which we sometimes miss it and how once it's identified and the uh, act is identified and how that was, you know, like this, like, like, you know, 
emotions, shame is like the gas of emotions. You can't really see gas. It just seeps, right? That's how shame is. Shame seeps into our view and it distorts everything. Everything. And because it's such a gas-like emotion, a lot of times it is not identified until way later. You know, you've chosen people to connect with. You've chosen people, your job sometimes, and how you behave in your job. How you treat your kids and, you know, your sternness or your meanness is stemmed from shame. And a lot of people don't make the connection. It may take a while for them to see that shame is the cause. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. I'm going to take a quick break um, and I will be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you. back to episode 23, Shane. I'm your host, Tracy Turner. And actually, this is the next day. I did, um, you know, I pretty much finished this episode yesterday, but <coughs> but because I was disturbed <laughs> so many times while doing it um, that I've just decided to do the middle part again today. So um, we're dis- discussing it in this episode, Shane. And how sometimes parents use shame as a discipline. You know, if you're trying to figure out or if you're thinking about it and you um, do know when shame was introduced from an instant, sometimes it could be because, you know, I think a lot of females are introduced with, to shame when they're taught about sex. You know, um, and the, you know, having sex or being interested in boys, one of the ways in which mothers and fathers discipline their daughters is by shame. Well, you don't want to become a single parent. You know, you don't want to give it up and then he's not even really interested in you and not really talking to them in a way in which they are smart about it. You know, number one, they get the basics, you know, about safe sex. Abstinence is always the best. But, um, you know, don't try to use sex as, you know, a way to keep a guy or entice a guy because that's what they're going to, you know, want. Instead of, you know, talking about the different scenarios, a lot of times in which, you know, sex is introduced to girls, it's via shame. You know, you don't want to be the one that everybody talks about. That's shaming. You do realize that, right? And sometimes, you know, we don't know that the way in which we are selecting people to be with is from the perspective of shame. Because we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to be humiliated because we took his kindness and his words as truth. You know, so those are things you have to think about, like how shame can distort the way that you see people and you make connections, right? Like <clears throat> sometimes the person that you're, you're choosing to be with is abusive. 
And what is the one reason why you don't tell the people who love you the most, who would stand up for you, who would do everything that they can to protect you from this abuser? Why don't you say that? And the reason why you don't say it is because it's, you would be, you know, ashamed to tell them that that was something that you were settling for. That was something that you took from someone, especially if, number one, everybody knows he's a cheater. And not only is he a cheater, but he's abusing you emotionally or physically. You know, and then think of how humiliating and how shameful you would feel to tell the people who love you, who probably would not shame you, probably would go to bat for you to get you out of that thing. You know, so... Is the reason that you're staying with an abusive person because of shame? Is the reason why you seem, you know, like one guy after another, you are being emotionally abused, emotionally taken advantage of because the way that you're, you're connecting with them is the shame that you feel inside and you haven't uncovered that that's the reason why you keep choosing this person. Or maybe what you're doing is out of shame, um, you're choosing friendships that belittle you because that was something that was taught that you were not important when you were younger, you know, and, and, and sometimes when you are not loved properly, properly when you're younger is it can make you, and you know, that's you even, you know, sometimes Young kids or little kids can be so in tune and understanding what they're not getting. And sometimes it feels like it's their fault, it's your fault. And it makes you shameful that your parents don't know how to act. Your parents don't know how to properly love you. Your parents don't get you. And somehow that can be misconstrued and to shame. You know, so shame is a very interesting emotion. Um, It's a very stealth emotion. Um, And I think I talked, I talked about it in one of the, in one of the episodes. It might be one of the, one of the segments in which I'm going to delete. But I was saying that, you know, shame is the underlying of a lot of tentacles of bad emotions. Um, and <clears throat> sometimes it's hard to recognize. And I said that sh- uh, shame is like a gas. You know how there's a gas leak? You can smell it, and but it's, you know, if you're asleep, it will take a while for it to get potent enough to wake you up. That's the same thing with shame. Like you can uncover and peel back Um, your toxic behavior. Anytime you find yourself with toxic behaviors that it seems to be your go-to, what you need to do is examine and unpack why you have these toxic tendencies and find out if it's the stem root is from shame. You know, and then keep peeling back and see what incidents cause incident, especially if it's not a big incident, it's like something that was settled a settled emotion that was put upon you from your childhood, from your parent, from your grandparents, from your aunt, maybe your favorite aunt um, would say, you know, you shouldn't wear that dress because you're a little overweight. You know, and to hear something like that from a favorite aunt can be hurtful. 
and it can make you be ashamed of how of of your looks you know that's your introduction to being body shamed right that's your introduction to being to looking at yourself from an outside view and saying well you know I am a little fat well are you really you know and so we have to really pay attention and be in tuned to find out the root is shame. Sometimes it's not like an overt, you know, thing, but you have to figure out and remove that shame. And how you remove that shame is that you look at that incident, you unpack it, and you only take responsibility for your part. You know, that's why sometimes when you know, you as a young child, you were molested. The reason why it's from a shame perspective is because you feel guilty because it happened to you, but you're not the one who caused it. So don't own the whole situation. Don't hold any part of it, number one, because you were a child. You didn't know, you know, this is a bad thing. So you have to undo that shame into the understanding of your part. You know, understanding that when the molestation happened, you were a kid and you are not responsible for any of it, right? So you take that shame away because there's it's nothing to be ashamed of because it wasn't your act. It wasn't your actions. You know, even how you responded afterwards, it's still you responding as a young child. You still don't have the tools. Some uh, some adults who are, you know, in bad marriages and who are being raped by their husbands still don't understand how to understand the act and their responsibility in that thing. You know, so how can you take that responsibility as a child? You don't have any tools, really, in dealing with that. And even after afterwards, your reactions and the actions of it, you know, your reactions from the incident, how you, maybe you didn't tell anyone that it happened. So nobody's even aware that this has occurred, but the way that you're interacting with these people, you know, within your family is, can be from shame that you build up into anger. Well, why are you so angry? We had a good childhood. Well, nobody knows that you were, um, you were molested. So your reaction to things seem out of order when really it's not out of order because of what occurred with you, you know, so you have to peel back your toxic thoughts, your toxic behaviors and see what's the underlying emotion or what caused it. Because most times shame is caused by an incident or reaction to an incident or from what somebody is saying to you or from your parents and what the way that they're raising you. You know, the way that they raise their siblings. You know, like nobody can make me feel more guilty than my mother. You know, no one can make me feel more unworthy than my father, than my father not giving me any attention. You know, so you've got to peel those things back to see if the reason why you are so, your viewpoint and your perspectives are so off and distorted because you're dealing, you're coming from a place of shame. 
you know, you got to peel those things back. And that's part of the, you know, self-awareness journey is peeling back the layers and looking at um, the stem of those, you know, behaviors and thoughts and looking at it from a clear view of today so that today going forward, you can be in the moment and you can see yourself in as who you are today. You know what I mean? You got to think about that. And I had a couple of questions that <clears throat> I had about um, eradicating shame from your, you know, viewpoint or looking at things that, you know, causes you to feel humiliation, you know, like sometimes when a business venture fails or it doesn't work this time, um, it can keep you from trying again, you know, and really, you know, the reason why we're here is to keep trying at something that, you know, is worthwhile, something that you're passionate about, something that you love. If that thing fails or doesn't work this time, Try again. Tweak your 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 um your process to make it, you know, more better the next time. You know, it's the reason why you're not trying something that you love because of shame of failing. You need to, you know, rethink that. Are you so fearful because you don't want to be humiliated again? You know, you won't give this guy another try or um, yeah, you won't give this guy another try because you were so ashamed of how everything ended the last time and how you were so into him. And he wasn't really that into you, but he, you know, has a, you know, change of heart. He actually took the space and time to see what was really going on with you. And now he wants another try. And it's the reason why you're not giving him another try is because of shame. You're ashamed of how everything went. You got to be able to be in the now of situations of your life. You know, you, um, you know, and you need to ask yourself these questions as to why, you know, you have this different perspective. Um, Once you're able to identify that you're coming from a shame perspective, like first you have to identify it before you can remove it from your life, right? So you, um, in order to feel like you can gain understanding of your shame is that you have to think of what was the act? What was the very first time in which you felt shame? Is there, is it an act that happened? Is it a conversation that happened where you were introduced to it? Um, like I was introduced, introduced to shame by using spelling words in my everyday life outside of school. You know, that was, and it was this, (laughs) it was this little boy that was, I think he was in my class and it was back when (coughs) we had spelling words where you had to define it, make a sentence with it. And then, um, you know, use it in a sentence. And then I was using those spelling words outside. And, you know, that's the best form of that you understand the meaning of the word is use it in outside in everyday life. So anyways, he made fun of me and made me feel ashamed because I was smart. 
Isn't that interesting? People can make you feel ashamed about something that is a great attribute. And you have to identify that, number one, that's what they're doing. Number two, that that's what you're allowing yourself to feel. And then change it and see the power in that great attribute. You know what I mean? So what was the act in which um, made you feel ashamed? And then you have to ask yourself, why did it make you feel ashamed? And honestly, ask, answer that question because maybe it ties into something else that you need to dig and unpack, you know, deeper into, you know, those close relationships from the past. And then how have you behaved from the shame perspective? You know... Sometimes we don't go all the way with things because of shame. You know, another thing that goes hand in hand with shame is fear. What is your biggest fear? You know, and sometimes the biggest fear is that you will be humiliated from something. And so that's why you don't go full steam ahead for something. You know what I mean? So you got to say, you got to figure out what is shame? How is shame allowing you to interact in your life, be in your life? What are those thoughts that you're having in your head? You know, sometimes um, when you are, you know, doing, interacting with your father or your mother, and then their response to you sometimes can make you feel ashamed. Like, oh, somehow you don't measure up. You know, so you got to peel that onion back. And then the last question is, what are the cover-up emotions that you are having that allows you to not deal with the fact that the reason why you can never be wrong is because you don't want to be ashamed of your actions. You know, a lot of people... Oh my gosh, so many people, you know, the biggest toxic person, public person is the last president we had. He is just a big old toxic person walking around, right? Um, He can never be wrong. He's always boisterous. He's always arrogant. He's always loud. And everybody else is the issue. You know, and I, if I had to guess, I would say that he was shamed by his father, when he was growing up. So now he's built this ego and this arrogance and for him to even look to be wrong or or to lose because he lost the election and now it's a big lie that he didn't lose. You know, and that's because he's dealing with life from the perspective of the shame that he had when he was a kid. So you have to... Look at all of these things. Like, are you aggressive because you want to hurry up and not be ashamed and deal with the shame of if you slowed down and looked at your actions, looked looked at who you are, you know, that would cause you shame. So you have to look at and figure out and see what is the root cause of the shame that you feel in your life and how have you performed or been this person or had these thoughts from that perspective and go back and change it by understanding number one that that's where you're you know coming from and then move forward 
All right, so I am hoping <laughs> that I covered the one, the um, smaller segments that I did in between um, talking about shame. And then, so this ending that I'm going to do, hopefully it doesn't repeat some of the stuff that I said and closes out the show correctly. Um, so stay tuned for the ending. Thank you so much for joining me. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Welcome back. So shame has to be identified before it can be eradicated from your, you know, arsenal or your, um, actions and perspectives, you know, and then it's so many tentacles to shame that you have to unpeel, you know, that onion of who you are and why, so that you can identify that, you know, a lot of things that you're doing um, and who you are has to do with shame. You know, why can't you believe in yourself more? You know, what is that that's, you know, hindering you? And a lot of times you can, you know, uh, take it back to um, you feeling shame or humiliated, right? So what was the act that introduced you to shame? You know, that's one of the things you have to unpack and go through in your mind so that you understand how you have been behaving because of shame. And then another question you ask yourself is why you felt that shame. Like, honestly, what was it? What was the root cause of your, you know, what introduced you and let you say okay to shame? You know, like really look at the issue or the act and your reaction was shame, you know? So you have to look at that. And then another thing... um, It's identifying how your behavior was from this shame perspective. You know, why you can't do something or why you did do something or didn't. You know, it it cannot just be in a negative aspect. Sometimes the positivity isn't um, your, like, first response because of shame and failure in what you covered up that shame with. So you have to ask yourself those questions. And what are the cover-up emotions? You know, sometimes the cover-up emotion is the um, exact exact opposite of what introduced the shame. You know, like you need to be angry because that protects you from shame. You know, you need to have conditional happiness. You know, like this would make me happy if... Because it saves you and it's the barrier against what can possibly cause you shame, embarrassment, humiliation. You know, so think about um, your actions and especially the strong things that people who love you and who interact with you often say, you know, you're kind of pushy because, well, why are you pushy? And then um, peel, peel back as to why and what's making you be in this action. Because what it should be is balance. That's what self-awareness is. It it balances out everything, the way you see things, who you are, how you act, 
your interaction with other people, you going after your goals, you being disciplined in um, accomplishing your goals. So that's what we want when we are on our self-awareness journey is learning how to be balanced. You know, like your reaction to things is a direct correlation and it fits to what is actually happening. You know, it's not like a backwards glance. You know, it's not um, being overreactive to something that should be, you know, like a little blip. So think about if shame is in your emotional uh, pinpoint on how you deal with things. You know, is that what the cause of you being in, you know, out of balance? Is that the reason why so many things are distorted in the way in which you think and you receive and you look at something that's happening and then your reaction to it is because of shame? That's one of the things we have to be cognizant of and we have to actually pinpoint it to really, you know, step away from it. Like, I, I am not shamed. Or, you know, like, a lot of times when I'm walking, I trip over air. You know, and sometimes people laugh, sometimes people don't. But I am not affected by it because, I, you know, I know it's because I don't pick up my feet sometimes when I'm walking, you know. And so, you know, I trip, especially over rugs and air. You know, I got an issue. So it doesn't embarrass me. I know that this is what, you know, this is who I am. And I know the cause of it, you know, because I don't pick up my feet. So my um, reaction is really, I don't care. (laughs) Somebody laughing at me, all right. But for certain people who are fixing their view from a shamed perspective has an issue with being wrong, making mistakes, tripping over the air. Um, You know, it blows up into something big. You know, like the tentacles of shame are many. And until you can unpack and see that shame is the reason why you're a toxic person, then you, you know, it's never going to be fixed. It's never going to be a real freeing exercise if you don't eradicate shame. All right, so think about that today. Um, If your behavior is stemmed from, you know, a shame perspective, think about that. And um, I think that's going to be it on this podcast. And I apologize for all the breaks, but, you know, people are up moving around. So I'm having, you know, I had to take so many breaks because I'm just being disturbed and not being able to, you know, do the last 15, 20 minutes in just, you know, without the breaks. So I apologize for that. But think about shame and how it can be or it is you know, in your psyche to be that way. You know, see those toxic behaviors and toxic relationships, 
try to find out if the reason why you were even in those relationships was because of shame. Like somewhere their actions fed into the shame that you felt you deserve. You know, nobody deserves shame. And the thing about shame is that it is tied to an act. You know, so think about that today. As you go along your journey, I want to think, take the time to thank you for um, listening to my perspective. And hopefully this helps you on your self-awareness journey. So once again, this is episode 23, Shame. Have a great day. Thank you.